Welcome to the Innovation and Compliance Podcast, part of the Compliance Podcast Network. Join us every week as we talk with industry innovators who are making compliance to help business run more efficiently and at the end of the day, more profitably. Here's your host, Tom Fox. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, and we are back for another episode. And today, we're in for a real treat because I have with me Jonathan Sampson. Know Jonathan for quite some time, way back when. I think we met, he was the COO of a company called Click for Compliance, really one of the, I think, pioneers in the compliance training space. But he is off on a new adventure that he's going to tell us about. So first of all, Jonathan, thank you for taking the time to visit with me today. Thank you, Tom. Appreciate that. So Jonathan, you have started a new enterprise, new endeavor, new adventure probably is even better to say, called Peak Compliance Training. I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about your professional background and then what led you to found Peak. Yes, absolutely, Tom. Thank you very much. So in my experience, I've, I've spent the last decade in the compliance area, and that's where we met as well. Before that, you might guess from the accent, I'm originally from Scotland, a Scottish chartered accountant, and I've uh, spent a lot of my time around the world in various finance, sales, operations, and business leadership roles. When we met, Back in 2012, I think it was SCC, I was Chief Operating Officer of Click for Compliance. And we were one of the pioneers there working with Farzad in that business. I had a lot of fun while I was doing that. And more recently, I've started Peak Compliance Training with my co-founder, Karen Kiesel, because we saw that we both had a lot of experience in the industry and we saw a big opportunity in the marketplace for a customer-centric training provider. And what I mean by that is that over the past decade working with Karen in this area, we've had many conversations with CCOs, ethics and HR leaders who are passionate about driving company culture through their compliance training initiatives. And to do so, what they need is customization and often multiple languages. But there's a lot of reluctance. We saw a lot of reluctance with other training providers to customize as it's expensive, time-consuming, and it's not SaaS revenue. So what we did at Peak was to invest in the development of a course-building tool that dramatically cuts the cost and time to customize our courses for training, specifically in a company's culture, messaging, and risk. So Jonathan, it seems to me that you guys have worked together for quite some time. Has that really helped, you think, in starting this new endeavor and getting not everyone in the same boat but actually rowing in the same direction at the same time? Yes, good point. It's wonderful to work with people that you've worked with in the past and that you know how they work and you know that you work together as a team. We've actually put a team together already of five team members. We've all worked together for at least the past six years. And that was important for us because we each play our role and we've had experience in each playing our role. So we've got course development, technology, implementation, customer success, sales and leadership. And we've also got a number of contractors working with us, again, whom we've worked with in the past. It's great to be able to roll in the same direction and know that you can count on your teammates, just as you said there, because of that experience working together. So you have in the sexual harassment area, a suite of training uh, resources available. I was wondering if you could just describe for us uh, what does it mean when there's a suite of training resources available and how does how do you think that helps uh, facilitate more effective training? 
Yes. So the in, initial investment that we put into PEAK was in the area of preventing sexual harassment and discrimination, just as you said, Tom. And that's in response to the recent legislation that mandates sexual harassment training in six states plus the city of New York. That's tens of millions of people now need to be trained in enterprise in those states. So what we did was we put together this suite of training courses that meets the requirements of some of the time-mandated states, like California and Connecticut requiring one to two hours of training. And we were adamant that if someone's going to sit down and spend one to two hours of training, which is a, a lot of time on training, as we both heard the various conferences we've been to, but if they're going to spend one to two hours, we're adamant that that time is time worth spending. And no same old, same old that we've had in the past, but more thought-provoking and stimulating courses that are challenging, entertaining, and interactive. And then for the states that don't have those time limits, thank goodness, most states don't have those time limits. We've put together a multi-state training course that's a lot shorter, that hits the topics that are mandated in those states of Illinois, New York State, City of New York, Delaware, and Maine. And we've put them together with very interactive, scenario-based, and topical. This initial course suite that we're putting out has been created this year. So it is brand new. It's extremely topical. We've even got an example in there in the California courses about the new regulation passed there about harassment and discrimination based on hair type and hairstyle. So it's fresh, it's topical, and we think that that will make it more interesting and engaging for the learners that have to take it. Jonathan, turning from sexual harassment training, does PEAK have any plans around the compliance training front? Yes, absolutely. I think, firstly, maybe some of your CCOs and ethics officers might say, well, harassment training is now in the compliance training front because with the mandates coming along, we have seen a lot more of our CCOs being responsible for harassment and discrimination training as well and diversity training. That said, the traditional training for a CCO and ethics officers are more in the areas of ethics, business code of conduct, FCPA anti-corruption, antitrust, and export-import controls. Um, we're building out a legal compliance library covering these legal topics and expect to have that within the next few months. It will be modularized as well so that we often hear that we want our compliance programs to have short, much more regular uh, communications. So we've got modularized for that. And, uh, and again, our technology allows us to actually pull out case studies, scenarios, and, and examples there and send them out as one-off communications that might be just one to three minutes long. We also expect to have that legal compliance training library available in the key language translations for those global organizations, and over time we'll build out those language translations. So, Jonathan, I was wondering if, well, frankly, there's a fair number of computer-based training vendors out there. What would you say differentiates PEAK in this space? Thanks, Tom. Good question. There are three key differentiators for us. Firstly, customer-centric. Secondly, technology. And third, instructional design. And I'll quickly cover each one of those. So firstly, on customer-centric, as I covered earlier, we see a space in this marketplace for a training provider that offers flexibility to do customizations at a reasonable price point and quickly. Personalized courses resonate much more to an employee base versus an out-the-box solution. We also 
have put in place a team that has spent the past decade in customer success roles of implementation, project management, account management, who understand the customer requirements to create the best-in-class compliance programs and are empathetic towards customer requests. Secondly, technology. We've invested in the -the state-of-the-art course-building tool that allows us to be flexible. That enables us to give these cheaper and faster customizations and language translations to our customers. That also allows us to create short, very pertinent training snippets that we mentioned before to really help with compliance communications. And thirdly, on instructional design. So for instructional design, we appreciate the time and intelligence of our learners. We make the most of both by producing the most absorbing and appealing content that we can. No more same old, same old, as I said before. Our courses get to the point with direct and concise material that is fresh and relevant today's workforce. Our graphics, hypotheticals, dialogue reflect contemporary offices and authentic situations. We capture the attention and imagination of our learners with realistic scenarios and interactive questions designed to entertain and challenge. So that's the three differentiators, customer-centric, technology, and instructional design. Let me see if I could focus on the customer-centric part for just a little bit, Jonathan. Let me focus even on the word customer, because compliance officers, chief compliance officers, compliance practitioners have a base of people that they must sell an idea to, if not a product, and that's in-house employees, third parties who may be doing business with the company. They typically do not think of these persons, these employees, these third parties as customers. But one of the things that strikes me is that the customer of a compliance professional is uh, their employee base. So when you use the word customer-centric, could I really actually take that a step further and say that it's employee-centric if you think of the customer as the customer of the chief compliance officer? Would that be a fair assessment? Yes, absolutely. That is what we see every day is that the compliance officer, the compliance department have to sell it, encourage their employee base and also the leadership of that employee base to, um, to get behind the compliance program. And that is where the peak mission of being customer centric and being flexible for customers is very important. Let me just give you an example. Say you're in charge of a a company of 100,000 employees and you go out and say, okay, we're going to do the annual CBT training and it's going to take two hours of your employees' time. That's an enormous amount of time and investment by the company and productivity loss or productivity cost. And I think with the peak mission of being customer-centric, we will work with the compliance department of such an organization to reduce down the time that that annual training would take considerably and to make it very pertinent and relevant to their individual situation. And I think that that's a big value that the CCO can get when they go to their leadership or to the business leadership to say, okay, we've got the annual training this year, but we've invested a lot in making sure it's much more pertinent, relevant, and efficient in employees' time. Andrew, one of the things the Department of Justice has communicated to the compliance community, two things around training, actually. 
One is targeted training, and the second is effective training. Let me start with a targeted training. It strikes me with your customer-centric approach, you can help a company actually deliver targeted training, meaning if I'm a salesman going to a high-risk country, I can get different training than someone in accounts payable inputting information, although I may need a separate targeted training if I'm accounts payable looking at where money is being wired to an offshore bank account or to the home domicile of a third party. Is the customer-centric approach that Peak advocates, does that really speak directly to this targeted approach to the government mandates? Yes, absolutely, Tom. That is a big part of why we invested in our technology and why we have designed the company from the ground up. We've been going for a number of months now, but we designed it so that we could be customer-centric in that way. So I'll give you an example there. With our training, you can actually decide on your training path, and that can be role-based. So what you said there is role-based. You've got someone in a sales capacity doing international business and someone in the accounts payable department processing financial wire trans- transactions. So we can actually make a training role-based in that way, and that will deliver the training to each of those different audiences, and it would deliver different content to each of those different audiences, which would be much more beneficial to your customer and to those employees because they're getting training in the topics that are very pertinent to them and, and, and targeted training in that way. Jonathan, if we could perhaps merge the concepts of a customer-centric and targeted by changing the focus to mobile learning. Mobile learning is not something that particularly appeals to me other than listening to podcasts, but I may be an anomaly and uh, often talk to compliance professionals who are interested in learning more about mobile training. So it's a long-winded way of asking, are Peaks courses mobile compatible and how do you help a compliance practitioner think through some of the advantages of mobile training? So firstly, absolutely. All of Peaks courses run on mobile devices as well as on PCs and MacBooks. We have audio in all of the courses as well that plays very well on a mobile device, either through the speaker or more discreetly in the headphones or earbuds. So learners can take their training while on the move. And we do see a number of learners that would much prefer to take the training on a mobile device. I say a number of learners because the vast majority we still see taking the training on a PC or a laptop. For the CCO, this is a tool that they can have. You talked earlier about the employee-centric. So with a number of employees wanting to take the training on the move, this is another tool that the CCO can go to the leadership with and say, this year's training is going to be mobile compatible, and that will resonate with a subset of our population who really want to take that training on the move. If you could put your marketing hat on as opposed to training hat or even a compliance practitioner, does that marketing message that you just articulated that my customer or your customer base wants different options for delivery of this training, does that really resonate with a CCO or a compliance professional? Are those the kinds of conversations that you can help facilitate with your customer base? Yes, I speak to a lot of CCOs and have done all this past decade. And we've seen an evolution there where the compliance programs have evolved from where they used to be maybe two hours of training a year. A number of compliance programs 
have evolved into more continuous communications. We hear quite a bit about an interactive code, which can be the way that a CCO can continuously communicate with the employee base. And in doing that, that makes the training, the reason for that evolution is to make the compliance program more engaging, more interactive, more continuous, less time-consuming, <laughs> even though that might sound a bit contradictory. But for a CCO, often the compliance training program is how they are seen internally because all the employee base has to go through some sort of compliance training. And we see CCOs really taking, really being passionate about their programs and being empathetic to how long they will take the employees to complete and really making that a very personalized experience. So, yes, I think the conversation that CCOs have been having internally has evolved over the past decade and will continue to evolve there. And, and is really, the CCOs are passionate about their personal brand and how they're reflected internally by the way that their compliance program is implemented. So unfortunately, we're near the end of our time, but I was wondering if anyone wanted more information on yourself or more particularly peak compliance, where would they go to find out? Thanks, Tom. Yes, to go to www.peakcompliancetraining.com and uh, a phone 720-648-0206. And you can also reach out to me personally and I'd be happy to chat with you or provide you various resources that are of interest to you. And my email address is jsampson at peakcompliancetraining.com. Jonathan, I wanted to thank you again for taking the time to visit with me today, and I look forward to continuing the conversation. Tom, thank you very much for having me on. I really value, and the community values, what you bring to the ethics and compliance community. So thanks again for that, and I look forward to speaking to you soon. If you're a compliance professional looking for a convenient and effective way to fulfill your continuing education requirements, go to fcpacompliancereport.com slash courses and choose from four hour-long training packages that will keep you current. That's fcpacompliancereport.com slash courses.